0: Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Tuesday, December 7th. Coming up on the show today, we've got a little hockey and a little hoops to keep an eye on on Tuesday evening. Your Heisman finalists have been announced. We've got some practice reports and updates from the Tennessee Titans as they get back off of their bye week and back to work. But we focus today on college football recruiting the new coaches in the SEC, in particular Josh Heupel and Clark Lee, with Mitch Light of The Athletic and his thoughts on how those guys are finishing, entering the home stretch for recruiting in the early signing period. If you own a home and you are thinking about doing some large work on that home, which is going to cost you a whole lot of money, why would you not do it with the best possible company in Nashville, with the most trustworthy process, someone who's locally owned and award-winning? Well, that is the Kingston Group. BuildKG.com is the website. Have a conversation with them and plan out this process for your house. Even if you don't use them, you will benefit, I promise. BuildKG.com is the website and remember the name, the Kingston Group. The Tennessee Titans are back from their bye week and are attempting to achieve their primary goal, get healthier. Mike Vrabel said at his press conference on Monday that his team, quote, needed the bye to recover both mentally and physically. I think that's pretty obvious. With that in mind and a return to the practice field coming, here are some roster updates on the state of affairs over at St. Thomas Sports Park. Julio Jones and Dane Crookshank were moved from IR to the designated to return from IR list, which means they are both making progress, and now the Titans have 21 days to activate them onto the roster, which, again, doesn't offer anything totally specific other than Jones is closing in on a return to a receiving core that desperately needs his help. A.J. Brown, of course, is still on IR and will not be eligible to play until the December 23rd game against the 49ers at the earliest. Racy McMath was also moved onto the designated to return from IR list as well. Practice squad wide receiver Golden Tate, an NFL veteran, of course, is working on his conditioning in order to hopefully be moved to the active roster as a depth piece as soon as possible. Kevin Byard, who was placed on the COVID-19 list last Monday, ideally will be targeting a Thursday return at the latest, which would put him right at that 10-day mark for his return from the virus. And Vrabel told us on Monday that basically the team spent all morning taking COVID tests and had a light practice Monday afternoon. With so many pieces banged up, missing, injured, hurt, whatever, the bye week could not have come at a better possible time for this team. And ideally, it will allow this roster to survive the final stretch of the season and win an AFC South championship. And if you can get your biggest piece back at that point, or somewhere around that point, Derrick Henry, then you've got a chance to make a deep run into the postseason. And of course, that run begins this Sunday at Nissan Stadium at noon against the Jacksonville Jaguars. For all things Tennessee Titans, of course, make sure you're tuned in to all the great podcasts from Broadway Sports Media, football, and other efforts out on Tuesdays, of course. Michael Gillum and Zach Lyons, of course, they're going to dip their toe into the college football playoff. They'll talk about some schedule predictions, what they learned about the AFC South this past weekend. And we'll preview the game against the Jaguars coming up this Sunday and what the Titans need to accomplish coming out of the bye week. Also, the Music City Audible, the Titans 10. You got the home run throwback. You got all kinds of great shows over there at Broadway Sports Media. So make sure you're checking out all the pods from BSM. The Heisman finalists were announced on Monday evening. We all had to have our ballots filled out and submitted by Monday afternoon, and those finalists are Alabama quarterback Bryce Young, Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud, Pittsburgh quarterback Kenny Pickett, and Michigan defensive end Aiden Hutchinson. Now, I am not allowed to announce my ballot until after the ceremony on Saturday evening, but I can say a few things. Number one, the finalist list is always just the top tier. Where does the voting drop off? Sometimes... There are three finalists, sometimes there are five, sometimes there's six. This year, there are four. So it means that four names were within the same ballpark of winning the award. And I can say this as well. All four names are totally worthy finalists, but I think the best football player in America is not one of them. And that doesn't include Georgia's Jordan Davis or N'Kobe Dean, both of whom are extremely worthy of consideration for the sport's most coveted trophy. But Alabama's Will Anderson led the nation with 15.5 sacks, led the nation by a massive margin with 31.5 tackles for loss, and had 91 total tackles as a defensive lineman. Do you know how hard it is to collect almost 100 tackles as a lineman? It's insane, that's how hard it is. The award will be given out on Saturday evening, of course, and Young, after his SEC title game record-setting performance, is the frontrunner to win the award. Just like he has been for the better part of the entire season. He's an extraordinary player who did something extraordinary in the season's biggest game. Hutchinson also played his best football in the biggest games, recording seven sacks against Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan State, while leading Michigan to its first Big Ten title in decades and its first ever playoff berth. Oh, by the way, he could also be the number one overall pick in the NFL draft coming in April young and anderson are likely to be battling for number one overall status in the 2023 draft anyway enough tips i will offer up my ballot and explanation once the award has been handed out and despite what the soulless cynical dead inside stephen godfrey has to say some of us voters take this award extremely seriously and work super hard to try to get it right i guess we'll just see on saturday night how right or wrong he actually is so this week on Fringe Element, college football podcast about the SEC out every single Wednesday with Stephen Godfrey, Aaron Dugan, and yours truly, we're going to have Mitch Light of The Athletic, college football editor who focuses on recruiting, join us to get his thoughts on the state of recruiting of the four new coaches in the SEC after their first full seasons, in particular focusing on Josh Heupel at Tennessee, Clark Lee at Vanderbilt, but also Shane Beamer at South Carolina and Brian Harson at Auburn.
1: Yeah, I mean, Shane Beamer's done a really good job. That staff has identified a, not that they don't think they can go into Georgia and Florida and win recruiting battles, but I think they kind of know who they are and they're not going to beat Clemson, Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama for kids in the deep south they have uh, because some of the guys on their staff uh guys like pete Lembo, they've identified the northeast corridor they've got some their quarterbacks from delaware they got some kids from pennsylvania so they they got they got a few kids that penn state wanted quite frankly so they've done a good job of course they're going to focus in state and if the kids in georgia they're going to go after him but they, they've kind of created a little niche geographic niche for them and they're it's a good class they've done a good job and they did a good job selling like it's not just oh this late season surge they've got some commitments it's they were doing a good job early i'm totally with On Tennessee. What a fun team. Like, I Tennessee has, I know there's been some ebbs and flows, but since I've been around the pre-internet recruiting, Tennessee's always recruited well. I don't care if Derek Dooley was the coach or what was going on, you could always count on them recruiting well. So it's kind of ironic, or whatever the word you want to use is like this is the most fun team. They've got an adult as a head coach who can form complete sentences. Like, why isn't Tennessee recruiting better? I know they had Walter Nolan on campus this week. So that to me is a little bit of a surprise because there is a there's proof. Like Clark Lee trying to sell something. Uh, Shane Beamer, I know they won six games, but they still weren't very good. They're trying to sell a vision. Tennessee has proven with a depleted roster that they can do well. So I'm a little surprised. Maybe that's a, a year thing. You know, it's you know, a lot of times there's, there's about an 18-month lag. At, at Venom, Clark Lee's actually done a good job of late. They've rallied. Um, I just looked this up for something else I was doing. Their average ranking rating per player would be the third best class of the internet era it's behind one of James Franklin's classes and one of Derek Mason's classes they just got a really good quarterback who decommitted from uh Maryland there so but that, that's an example of one just trying to sell a vision you can't sell what they did on the field because they were bad this year now you could sell playing time Auburn has Auburn's sort of that Tennessee group where you just say Auburn recruits well now we're not talking top five classes like like George has been doing Alabama's been doing but they're not recruiting as well as I thought they would at all for, for as much as they have to sell as a program. I know that their product in the field wasn't great there. So when recruiting is such a big and so important on all these coaching hires as we've seen in this in this cycle, it's kind of interesting that you would say, you know, South Carolina and Vanderbilt are probably recruiting a little bit better, recruiting better than we we've seen, and Tennessee and Auburn probably not as well, even though Tennessee had the best seasons, But, you know, we've we've still, it's just the early signing period. Tennessee fans, you know, don't give up on Josh Heupel as a recruiter. It's just not going as well right off the bat.
0: I think it's very interesting for Tennessee fans that Josh Heupel was sort of delivering exactly what we expected, a fun, up-tempo identity on offense with a team that can win games. And he's, you know, again, an adult who can complete sentences, as Mitch said, who is running a program professionally, but is struggling on the recruiting trail. I think that's almost exactly what we expected from Josh Heupel. It doesn't mean that's what's going to happen in the future and that it might not change, but that is exactly what we expected and it's exactly what we've gotten so far in year number one. Good news there, I guess, for Vanderbilt fans, maybe overachieving a little bit on the recruiting trail. And of course, Auburn, what the hell? What the hell's going on with Auburn? As always, the Plains, what are you doing? Tuesday evening, you've got some hoops and some hockey to watch. First of all, the Nashville Predators hit the road for the first of four straight games this week on the road. Puck drop on Tuesday night will be at the Detroit Red Wings at 6 p.m. as Philip Forsberg, Matt Duchesne, Mikhail Grandlin all try to stay super hot and they try to collect some points away from Bridgestone Arena. They will play three games in four days coming up this weekend. In college basketball, the new AP rankings are out and there was plenty of movement in the SEC. Alabama jumped seven spots after their win over Gonzaga up to number nine. Kentucky dropped one spot from number nine down to number 10. Arkansas dropped two spots to number 12. Tennessee is at 13. That gives the SEC number nine, 10, 12, and 13. Not to be outdone, of course. Auburn up three spots from 21. They are now number 18 in the nation. Florida dropped six spots to number 20. And Memphis dropped out of the top 25 altogether. LSU moved into the top 25 at number 25. And a lot of these teams, of course, will be in action on Tuesday. Tennessee will face a solid six-and-one Texas Tech team in the Jimmy V Classic up in New York. Tip time for that one at 6 p.m. Kentucky will host Southern at 6 p.m. on Tuesday. Vanderbilt will host Temple at 7 p.m. over on West End, and number 12 Arkansas will host Charlotte at 8 p.m. in Fayetteville. The 440, of course, is brought to you by the Kingston Group, Nashville's locally-owned, award-winning custom home and remodeling firm. If you're going to make a huge decision about your house, it's an obvious choice. Trust the process, as Saban says, which may or may not work for him this week. Go to the website, buildkg.com, check out their work, and remember the name, the Kingston Group. That's buildkg.com. Thank you guys all for listening. Of course, please share the product. Tell somebody about the show. We really appreciate it. Rate, review, and subscribe as well. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on the Twitters at Braden Gall, at 440 Sports as well. Thank you all for listening. Again, this has been the 440 for Tuesday, December 7th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.